everyone. Welcome to Trust the Trail. We are your outdoor guides, Ariane Petrucci and Scott Jans. This is episode 192, Rise of the Recreational Rookie. On this episode, we address the rise of the novice hiker and how it's shaping our outdoor recreation. With little room for error and life-altering situations, where does experience benefit the average hiker? This is a short two-part series on the increase in interest in the outdoors and the impacts of these demands. Have recent events irreversibly saturated the outdoors? Get talking about this topic. Just go to our Facebook group page at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash trust the trail podcast and start the conversation. Come hang out with us and be part of our community. So we just got our monthly newsletter from Aaron Owens Mayhew of Backcountry Foodie. New new yummy backcountry recipes very very cool which is why we partner with aaron uh from backcountry foodie backcountry foodie can offer you meal plans for your next backpacking adventure and when we tell you where you guys are going to get to go in the next few months that's going to be awesome that can meet your specific needs after all she is a registered dietitian she's an avid backpacker herself both aaron and trusted trail podcast understand how important nutrition on the trail is just go to backcountryfoodie.com and use the promo code trust the trail and get 20 percent off of their membership services backcountry foodie also offers our listeners who go on trips with us specific one-on-one meal planning that is all part of our adventure backpacking trips and you are going to want to know because we are going backpacking in yellowstone we're going backpacking in the glacier national park we're going backpacking in the grand tetons yes my friends that's what we are going to do Huge announcement. We're going to talk a little bit more about it in the middle of this podcast. So stay tuned and uh, get more information. But wow, so super excited. So Backcountry Foodie, Meal Plan, Trust the Trail podcast. We're going backpacking. Um, So super excited for that. (laughs) I'm excited to hear all about it, even though I know what we're doing. Uh, Oh my God. So, okay. So this, this episode is, it's kind of been a long time coming, even though we spoke about it in episode 150, which was, will the outdoors be the new normal? Well, it is the new normal. It appears to be the new normal um, because we have, we have seen an unprecedented surge hit the outdoors and it's not just backpacking and it's not just hiking uh you know it's all outdoor activities of course retailers are loving the increased business but um but this is a this is a big topic because we we saw it coming um we saw it coming with the pandemic definitely even though even though the outdoors, and let's talk specific only to hiking and backpacking, there's been an uprise and an uptick on the interest that has hit. But COVID, the pandemic, it definitely pushed those numbers uh, 
it almost it took everybody's feet out from underneath them and it just it hit us in an entirely different way and we're i i nobody was quite prepared for the influx that we're now seeing no and i still uh can remember uh dr fauci saying very clearly the uh, indoors is the new outdoors <laughs> and about you know 50 million people went really and, uh, you know, I, I think we saw it early on when uh, even during the lockdowns, we just saw an abnormal amount of people at trailheads. And, on, uh, and, and you know, I think we shared a video of that on our Facebook group. It, you know, I, I think that, and I hate being right all the time. Oh boy. But you could kind of see that coming um, <laughs> as, as you know, and we'll get, we'll get into this a lot more in, into the show, but I think that when the lockdowns happen and, you know, people were starting to get a handle of, okay, you know, what, what the deal is with the pandemic and how bad, you know, is the virus and blah, blah, blah. I think there was a general um, attitude of like, well, you're going to be a lot. You're going to be a lot better, you know, in the outdoors. And so, um, you could just hear everybody getting their camping gear out of the closet, out of the attic, um, and uh, you know, going out and uh, ordering stuff online and saying, you know what, we're going to spend, we're going to spend this year outdoors, and uh, and that's really what we want to talk about because. Um, we've seen it on the road. We've seen it on the trail. We've seen it uh, just about everywhere that there's a whole lot of people out here. And with with that is such a beautiful thing. I mean, I, you know, if if one thing has been a blessing in the whole pandemic is that more people are experiencing outdoors, more people are experiencing the trail, more people are going to national parks and seeing our beautiful, beautiful land that we have and that that's a that's a great thing um you you couldn't of all the advertising that all these companies have been doing for the last you know 30 years get outdoors and you know rei is up outside um well, well you remember the whole utah the top five yeah no right, right. yeah i and, mean and so that, with all the money that they've spent it took a pandemic for everyone to go yeah i think i'm gonna spend some out i think I'm gonna get a little outdoor time <laughs> and they did yeah, no, I think it's, I mean, I think it's absolutely incredible, but um, I, I'm, I am so excited. I, I get so inspired by seeing the shift in what I've always seen the outdoors to be, you know, uh, even, even just on a bare, bare, bare level of like, oh yeah, I, I do think that it offers some benefits to me and I, it gets, it's so inspiring to see it happen. But there's also, uh, there's also a component that goes with that, you know, mass exodus into the wilderness. Um, it, 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 there are some structural uh, concerns. There are uh, quite a bit of a lack of education out there that that might, uh, you know, kind of stem to not allowing those those novice individuals to really kind of dig even deeper and so it's like a one time done and then they're they're over it but you know covid has definitely increased that interest uh, without doubt to give you a statistic here camping 
has increased 28% just in this last year alone, 28%. That's huge. When you think about that, 8 million additional people flocking to the outdoors, 8 million additional people. And then over 8 million Americans um, who you know, hiked in, have been hiking in 2020, it increased just hiking alone. So that those were statistics for camping. You think the family out camping. Well, so an increase of 16% for hikers. That's huge. That's a huge influx of, of, of numbers that, are, that, that we're seeing in the outdoors now. Yeah, and I think that's a great thing. I mean, that, that's a, that, that is a great thing to see people getting out and with their families and spending outdoor time, you know, with their kids, uh, getting them off uh, the damn computer and, you know, uh, offering them a little mother nature. That is awesome. You know, and we finally have been able to see, you know, um, everybody, everybody from every race, creed, culture are going out and spending time in, in the outdoors um, and hitting the trail, going hiking. I mean, like, like I said, that is, that is a great thing. So if you, I mean, if you think about it, hiking is extremely a subjective uh, opportunity for people to explore it on their own terms. And that's why it opens up this broad spectrum to anybody. It's it, the outdoors can accommodate almost anybody without the training, without the development, um, because it is something that's done at a slower pace on your own terms. Um, and so, you know, it really does open up the door to almost anybody who wants to explore it, to really explore it. Um, and so I, you know, it's, it's been interesting because in the past, uh, historically speaking, you know, the outdoors has been somewhat exclusive and now we're seeing a complete shift in that exclusiveness and, 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 and tailoring it back to just like, it's a free, it's a, it's a free for all come and enjoy the outdoors, come and see what the exploration is. Um, so you know, hiking was first recognized in an outdoor activity by the Forest Service in 1933. That's a long time ago. Well, I just think it's a cool historical fact. I'm a I'm a history nerd. You are a history nerd. <laughs> I really, I really enjoy the fact. 1933. That's when it was first recognized. I should say not not that it hadn't been done pre- previously. Um, but so from from the 30s when it was first recognized up until the 50s, it was. Honestly, it was either your dirt bags, your climbers, or your more privileged and wealthier class because there were parks available for people. And so your average person would just simply go to a park because it wasn't as achievable to manage, you know, something into the wilderness or the energy, the time, the the finances, whatever it was. So, but then there was a shift in focus as history allows and the park system, the national park system, really started pushing in the 50s. And by the 60s, just 10 years later, the interest in the national parks just quadrupled the amount of interest. And so, I mean, we've been on this upward tick for a long time, right? Um, and, and so you take your 
your basic, okay, national parks were a big thing. And oh my gosh, the family outing. And that's when things started really like kind of coming into fruition for your, for your individual, uh, or your family outings. And I mean, I'm sure so many people have these incredible, uh, you know, visions as a child, uh, you know, as a child from, you know, going to the national parks. I, I unfortunately did not have that because I am a history nerd, but that does stem from the fact that my, <laughs> my family, they were artists. They were all into the art scene. So like we went to the, we went to the art exhibits. So I've seen the inside of almost every art exhibition out there. So <laughs> the only thing I was really close to nature uh, growing up in the South side of Chicago was uh, my dad making me cut the lawn. So that, I mean, that was about, that was about it. You know, know, hand me the lawnmower, cut the grass. I mean, that was about as close as I came to nature when I was a little kid. I've always envied those people that had the epic family vacation in the national parks, but uh, I'm doing it now, so... Well, and I and it, it wasn't until I actually got into Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts that I actually went camping for the first time, which I think is, you know, back then when, you know, my generation grew up, I think that was pretty normal uh, to go camping with the Cub Scouts and, and Boy Scouts and, and, you know, things like that. Um, and I, I still to this day remember my first camping trip ever. Um, and it was under a full moon and it was cold. It was chilly. <laughs> I remember and I was mine the too. water boy for the campground. I had to go down and uh, um, hike down this really long, uh, like, ravine and get water from the lake um, with buckets and then carry up the water for the entire campground. Did you not think to negotiate that title no. or the responsibility? No. Like, I was actually can I can I pick back in the hat and grab a different uh, well, no, you responsibility? Know, and, but I think that's the whole thing, and that's the crux of the show is that um, they're like, hey, Scott, can you go get water? I'm like, yeah, sure. How hard can that be? <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is exactly what and we're talking that's about. That's what we're talking about. The, so, the, it wasn't like the it, unpreparedness. The unpreparedness of, 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 and sometimes, you know, like, don't be the water boy. I think, <laughs> but, but I think that's what we're talking about. It's like, like we've seen so many people out, um, outdoors this year for the first time that there is a level of unpreparedness of what and how hard the outdoors can be. And, you know, because Mother Nature doesn't play. You know, Mother Nature doesn't, she doesn't know male, female, race, ethnicity, culture. She doesn't know anything about that. So it it's hard for everyone. And I think that's kind of what we're talking about. I mean, we see this influx of of new people coming out there. And we've also seen a huge influx of search and rescue. Yeah. And that's, that is a huge component of, of kind of what we're talking about and the, the, the burden, the responsibility of what, um, uh, lack of experience, you know, you know, where does, where does experience come into play when you're talking about just an average hike? Um, and it actually, it's, it comes into play a lot. Now, now it's, it's a, it's a hard balance because everybody has to start from somewhere. I started from somewhere. Scott started from somewhere. Everybody starts from a very basic beginning point. Um, and I think, you know, 
sometimes there's just a basic intelligence that goes along with it. Um, and sometimes that's a learned uh, intelligence or learned adaptation to understanding uh, what it is you're up against in reality. Um, and so, you know, I was doing, I was doing a lot of research. I was doing, reading a lot of blogs and a lot of different uh, forums out there, a lot of different opinions out there. Um, but at the, the basics of all of it, at the basics that, you know, the number one reason the largest percentage of hiking-related deaths are attributed to only three basic things. Lack of experience, lack of knowledge, and poor physical condition. And you've got to start from somewhere, right? So how are you, <laughs> you know, how are you supposed to gain all of that? Well, and the, the but the thing is that, you know, the person's in, the person that is in poor physical condition or the person that's unprepared, they deserve to be able to go outside. Absolutely. And so where's that balance of, you know, of everyone being able to go outdoors anytime they want to experience nature and the balance of, you know, there is a, uh, and all of us and, and most, most people that are listening to this podcast and, um, you know, that are members of our Facebook group and that we've interacted with there, there's a learning curve. And I mean, I don't care what you do in life. I mean, I don't care if you're learning how to drive a car for the first time or you're, or, you know, you're a teenager and you're dating for the first time, <laughs> which was a lot of learning curve there. Um, but, but, or, or, you know, you, you've had your first kid, right? I mean, everything's a learning curve. Everything is a learning curve. And I think the one thing that, um, you know, we, I, I think the one thing that, um, often is a little bit, uh, trepidatious for people that, uh, are going out into the wilderness or, or hiking for the first time is that, um, they don't know what they don't know. And it's, it's no, it, uh, I, I don't, I, I, I think sometimes it's, uh, it's kind of like, you don't want to be surprised out there of, of like I didn't know this was here, or I didn't know this trail was so hard, or I didn't know that, um, you know, the trail went so far, or, or, you know, whatever the case is, and I I think that's what we see a lot out um, happening right now is the I didn't know, and and where's that bridge between making everything you know, exclusive for everybody, you know, where everyone can go out there and the learning curve of, okay, well, you know, you have to be, you have to kind of know this or that or this before you go. And every national park, uh, website that I've ever gone to, um, there's oh, the, the very first, uh, menu item is what to know before you go. <laughs> right. And right. that's the, that is the one thing. And I, I'll admit this. Um, I raised my hand in total admission. That's the last link I click on, <laughs> you know, what to know before you go, because I'm interested in all the fun stuff, right? The, what you need. Then all of a sudden I, 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 I go to that link that I think is kind of like synonymous with everything that's going on in the outdoors is that we're bypassing the what you need to know before you go. Um, and that's, we, we've seen this, we have seen this, whether it's backpacking, day hiking, 
camping and even on the road in the RV category is that we're kind of bypassing that link a little bit. And that's and that's the first link that we should go. And I think that would I think that would help maybe cut down some of these search and rescues. Well, I think there's there's it's a, I mean, it's an incredibly good point that you make. Um, of course it is. <laughs> there, I was right again. <laughs> you should just, just try being me in the relationship. <laughs> this is a continual. But there, there's, there's unexpected threats out in a wilderness environment. There's conditional threats, which you, you know, can only be so prepared for. But then there's preventable threats. And the preventable part of this is the education, is the knowledge, is the is the uh, trying to know before you go. It's the preventable aspects. It's um, how long is this hike? How long am I going to be out there? What is the terrain like? These are the things that, uh, you know, search and rescue and these parks are, are experiencing the enormous increase in and they haven't released statistics for you know the full uh, the full on year and how this is all increased now some some have but as a, as a broad scale uh you know you would have to break it down uh specific by by the area that you're going in um and you know these are the simple things and and a lot of it is being attributed to uh the fact that there's, you know, I'm not bringing enough water. I'm over exhausted. I just can't make it. My mental fortitude isn't, uh, in, it's strong enough to, uh, to combat what I'm experiencing. I'm, I'm lost because I don't have the education of, uh, navigation. And I, and I think these, these basic things, which is what we're really digging into this next podcast episode is, um, what are these things that we, are are trying to um you know what are these things that we're trying to combat what are the biggest issues out there um well i'll I'll say this so when we did angels landing okay now you and i did not do that together but one of the one of the one of us didn't even do it (laughs) well no you climbed it (laughs) yeah i mean you got up there but Angel's Landing is, the, and that's I think that's a perfect example. So let's talk Angel's Landing in Zion National Park. Um, Angel's Landing is not a long mileage trail. And so you look at that on the map, and on the map, it's a short little red line. On the map, right? It's three miles up, three miles back. Now, in most cases... You think three miles, I've done three miles. I can do three miles. But what, what people aren't in what in the disconnect I think it is is that it's straight up. <laughs> the entire time. The entire time and, and not only There's and, like and, very little flat. And and well there's no flat. Uh, well there is a, for a section. But but when you know when uh, when Jill and I did Angels Landing the one thing that we saw the most was that it's it's warm outside. Everyone's dressed in black and nobody was carrying water. So where's that disconnect? How does that happen? You know, like, what are we doing wrong there um, to to say, you know what? Being completely exposed in the sun, 
you know, in Utah wearing black may not be a good idea. I'm not having any water on a, a very large elevation hike um, where you are you, you are really burning calories. It, it's tough hiking. And I mean, it's just a tough uphill. You know, where is that disconnect to where the, the National Park Service says, better bring water. Here are some concerns. You know, um, you may be waiting in line in a hill, you know, holding on to a chain link, uh, holding on to a chain, um, you know, waiting for people to climb up and climb down. You might get vertigo. But where is that disconnect? Why aren't, why, you know, why then are we in a situation or um, are people in a situation that then have to get rescued or then have to, you know, have assistance or then have to, you know, call for help? Um, and the massive amount of people that are, you know, and Angels Landing is just one example, but we did notice a large number of people when we were coming down there not carrying any water whatsoever. Well- what? I mean, where's that disconnect? So the disconnect, I truly believe, is in a lack of association with reality. So, you know, you can look at you can look at something, you can read, you can absorb, you can understand it, but without that experience backing up what you've read, it it doesn't. Sometimes it just doesn't associate. Look, prime example, Scott. And Ariane decided to uh, try to try to live out in uh, the heat of Arizona in the summer. <laughs> there, I mean, that's a prime example. Like uh, in a beer can. <laughs> we, so we knew it was going to be really warm. We knew it was going to be a challenge for um, the heat. We knew all these things. But until you go through that experience, until you actually go through what you know to be reality, until reality clicks in, you don't really fully understand the scope or the capacity of how you need to differently prepare for it. Now, Scott and I, I would say we're now a pro at this. Uh, We have adapted. We have uh, learned from it. We have uh, resourced out. We have you know, we have switched, um, we've, we've switched how we see the process to adapt to the process. And I think that's the biggest thing without the experience. I don't think you connect all the dots. And that's the same for anybody who has ever gone out backpacking for the first time. But I think the, I think the one thing that, um, is, is changed the, you know, this year, is that if you have ten people, and there's like I'm gonna go hike, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hike this trail, and you say okay, well here's a few things you need to know, and they look at you and they say, but I'm only gonna hike one time in my life. This is the only thing I'm ever I'm only I'm only hiking this to get to have this experience. I want I want to hike, you know, Angels Landing or whatever. Um, this one time so I can get my, you know, my picture, my, you know, like I can, I can say I did it. So like, like they, they don't, I don't think they, I think the disconnect is, well, I'm only going to do it once. So why would I, why do I have to know anything? Like, why do I have to really learn 
hiking. Like, and I, and I think that that is, that's because I think there's so many people out there. And I think that's one of the things that we, we, we are failing at a disconnect there of like, it doesn't make any difference if you're never going to go hiking again. It, it, that doesn't make any difference. You know, um, there are, whether you're hiking for the first time or you're hiking for the hundredth time, um, you know, there's just simple, basic things that you should know um, or you should try to at least do research on or at least try to be or, or try to get a little bit more information um, about it. I mean, you don't get in a car for the first time without doing research on, you know, how to drive. That's what drivers that's what driver's school is for. Yep. Not everybody passes that. No. And I know a lot of states just, I know, I know a lot of people just throw their kid in the car and say, figure it out. But, um, but you're, you're giving that person less than an average chance of being successful. And I think that, you know, um, with what we've seen out uh, the summer is that, you know, there, there's just gotta be a different, there's gotta be a different way to embrace all the new people that are coming out here and at the same time saying, look, so glad you're here, but you got, here's a couple basic things that you have to really understand before, you know, you hike up 5,000 feet in elevation in 85 degree weather, wearing black, being completely exposed with 2,000 other people. Or following a geotag where, oh, yeah, well, that looks easy to get to. They did it. I can do it, too. And not having the the education of the terrain or <laughs> what you're about to experience, which has actually been a huge percentage increase uh, by statistics uh, for search and rescue of the number of individuals that are following geotags now or following... Um, a, a beautiful post from an Instagram without the surrounding detail um, of how to properly route to get there or, or how to even explore it in, uh, you know, the back country. Yeah. And this is a completely different topic, but do you know how many people have died in the Grand Canyon falling? Okay. So that's interesting though, because but do you know how many people? No, I don't. Okay. So, these were social media influencers, influ right? This is just that category, right? This isn't everyone. This category is social media influencers that the Grand Canyon put out for a stat on how many people have died. Guess how many people have died? 100 people, 100 what they call social media influencers have crawled over the rail and fallen into the canyon. Well, the statistic on that, I would like to know, is and these how are many... influencers. Okay, but I would like to know how many were influenced to be more cautious and careful oh, from I think that. they were under the influence. <laughs> no. but, but, I mean, I think that that's the disconnect, too, is that, you know, if you are a influencer, you know, you need to influence the right way, not everything that... The National Park Service or other outdoor, uh, you know, whether it's a national forest or it's a wilderness area, state park, you know, everything that they, they tell you not to do. If you are an influencer, you should influence things the right way. I mean, that's how I look at it. I mean, 
that's it's it's all fun and games until someone falls into the Grand Canyon. Apparently, a hundred people have, and they're dead. You know, I would like to see. I would like to see a study done on how many newcomers to hiking and backpacking due to this this massive influx into the into the backcountry uh hiking backpacking I, I would like to see th- how that shifts with repeat visits and who you know how many of them return to continue their journey to to learn from and i i imagine that eventually there'll be even more people promoting i'm hoping <laughs> promoting the education or the just the basics of um, getting to know mother nature in a little bit more of an intimate way um, that would be that would be cool to see happen and that's kind of what we're talking about in this next podcast is is the lack thereof yeah and I, I mean I don't know I think that you know um, it gets into a whole different topic but uh, I, you know, Leave No Trace has got to step up their game. I mean, for the love of God, they need to step up their game um, in all areas of uh, what the outdoors, you know, should be and what it needs to be. Um, you know, and and the th- and the thing is, is that. As new people uh, come out into the outdoors and hike a trail for the first time and go backpacking for the first time or camping for the first time, uh, which is a great thing. That's what we should be promoting. That's what we we need to do that. You know, that's that is what our our public lands are for is for people to enjoy the public land. And I think, you know, we we want to make that for everyone. But at the same time, respect the public land you know, make sure that there's a, a two-way dialogue between the land and the person that's hiking it. Yeah. You know, the dialogue is, thank you for letting me hike the land. And the land is like, thank you for not, you know, leaving trash and, and everything else on it. And um, because, you know, the, the fact of the matter is um, these these beautiful public lands at, at some point in time, and they and we see them, they're closing. And uh, because of the, the multitude of, of people that are out there and, you know, the multitude of people, it's their land. You know, in the United States, it's your land. So the more, the more people come out there and, and the more uh, traffic uh, that the public lands get, there's a duty to keep the public lands the way they are. And I mean, that's a whole different topic. And I want to get in that topic. That is a whole different topic of conversation. But um, I think that there is, there is a voice and there is a duty. We had this huge debate on clubhouse on the clubhouse app about, you know, um, you know, new people hiking and, and, you know, what the message is and how do we get the message out? And, um, you know, what is our duty as uh, people that use these public lands uh, and the disconnect with all these new people coming in? Um, and, and it is a safety. At the end of the day, it's a safety issue. You know, it's a safety issue. You know, you, 
you know, um, and, and again, it, it, we could get into the weeds here with, um, you know, leave no trace and, and garbage and everything else being left on the trails and in East public lands and with, with a multitude of people coming out. And, and I don't know if it's a, I don't care. And I don't know if it's like, I didn't know, or it's, um, self-entitlement. I don't, I don't know what it is, but there's, there is definitely uh, a disconnect somewhere there. Unwillingness to, uh, learn or perhaps an unwillingness to, um, as- become a little bit more connected to what it is that you're doing. And, and that's what I'm seeing more and more of, um, as, as we have this influx in is, you know, the outdoors became the only safe place to be, or the only place that was open or the only, um, option for many. Um, and so perhaps there's a disconnect in the fact that, they're simply not connected to it in the same way that we envision it to be. Um, and so there's a, there's a, you know, just, I mean, that's, that's what I'm seeing. Well, you know, the thing is, I think that's okay in the beginning. I, I, I think it's okay not to be connected to nature in right. the beginning. Um, you know, where, when people go out there for the first time, right? So, because I wasn't connected to nature the first time I went out there until you got addicted to it. It well, it, the the connection comes later when you start appreciating the fact that you get to be out there. Um, I wasn't connected to it, but I will say this: um, it, it it. I will say this: experience overrules everything. The more you do it, the better you get at it, and so, um, and and the more you appreciate the fact you can do it. So, uh, you know, just like driving a car, you know, the first time you get behind the wheel of a car, it's kind of fearful. You're not really sure. You don't have that self-confidence. 20 years later, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're eating fast food in, uh, in your lap, <laughs> driving with your knees. I mean, you know, the self-confidence, it ju- it's just there. Why? Because you, you've, you've done it so, so, so many times and, um, you know, uh, I, I think with with new people going out there, which is a, a great thing, I th- I would say um, there's a there's there's got to be a, 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 there's got to be something that we're missing to help new people. They're going out there to say, you know what? It, it may not work out the, f- the first time, but this is but but keep going, keep doing it. And you're going to get better at it. And, you know, uh, trust the trail. It does provide everything you need, but you're not going to see that right away. You're not going to get that right away. And in the meantime, in the meantime, as you're going out there to, to push yourself, to explore, to, to whatever reason you've gone to the outdoors, to whether you want to see something beautiful or you just want to experience that, is that, you know, uh, be safe. And respect nature. And I, I, if if that message could get out, I think things could be a tad bit better. Perhaps, perhaps. You know. So anyway, you guys, thank you so much for uh, listening. We've got a whole great another podcast that we're going to continue this this topic and this debate. We really appreciate you guys uh, listening. Very, very, super excited to be talking a lot more about 
Yellowstone and Grand Tetons and everything that we're going to be everything that we're going to be doing. Um, we've got uh, coffee cups, t-shirts, hoodies. If you go to trustthetrailpodcast.com and go to our merch link, we've got all kinds of new kind of like fun, different uh, sayings on there. Um, and it helps definitely support the podcast. Shout out to our lovely and amazing Facebook members. And of course, our patrons who help support our podcast. We couldn't do it without you guys. Angela Salas, Kim Keverman, Brother Bear, Joe Lang, E.J. Newell, Becky Wenger, Helene Prophet, Ted Jones, Bob Esser, Jeff Nyman, Danny Bowen, Jack Masters, Amy Tappendorf, Lisa Pruitt, Mike Pellet, Brad Wolf, Suzanne Johnson, Gary Brucia, John Phillips, Shirley Nutt, Rick Hornick, Jessica Wolfen, Ethan Corona, Jordan Landcrack, Suzanne Adams, Jill Ryder, Kevin Frost, and Reverend Gina Purcell. Thank you so much for all of your support. If you don't know what Patreon is, Patreon is a secure platform that lets you support your favorite podcast. All you need to do is create an account, go to Trusted Trail Podcast, and as little as two dollars a month, get special benefits for exclusive content. Our podcasts are available on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big ones. If we're not on one that you listen to, please let us know, and we'll get on there right away. Remember, the trail does give you everything that you need. So, trust the trail, you guys. Bye. <laughs>